the button. I sure did. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Sorry But Podcast, where I definitely clicked the button. Today, we're talking about uh, scorched earth politics. It's a, a light topic for today. Uh, something airy, something no one will get upset about, you know. I notice every single time I'm on this podcast, it is always like the the world is over and we're all we're all doomed. <laughs> you missed you missed the podcast where we gender bendered and it was phenomenal. That was a fantastic podcast. I, I, if you guys haven't I, watched I, it, it was uh, episode six. I watched episode six and I have to admit I was a little shocked because I asked Andrew. I'm like, did you add <laughs> like did you did you Photoshop boots on me? And he goes, nope, already there. I was like, Thanks. damn, savage. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's great. I, I, I feel like I could have had a better photo, but yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Bro, your photo was so much better than mine. I was like a 41 year old PTA soccer mom with like three kids. I mean, at least we had kids. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, I, thank the, you. My, the head didn't fit the body on mine, so I looked like a fucking monster. I looked like I looked like Frankenstein's monster if like you had just put like kind of like a woman's head on top of like a fat dude's body. Like that was fucked up. Did, like, did you see mine? Did you see Yeah, mine? I did. I saw yours. At least yours, you know. No. No, don't even don't even try to make excuses. That's no. just it's just terrible. It's terrible. I mean, at least, you know, and I'm pretty sure you run that PTA with an iron fist. Probably. She looks like her name is Karen. She looks like she's going to call the manager. Yeah, she does. She, she looks like she's she, very well-versed at calling the manager. She looks like she has 911 on speed dial. <laughs> she has, like, the ma- local <laughs> manager phone numbers. Like, all yeah, of them like, on speed dial. Like, she doesn't call 911. She calls the police station. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She she calls Sergeant So and So. It's direct yeah. desk number. All right. So we wanted to talk about uh, a couple of things that we had noticed when it comes to politics. So we do understand that this is going to get contentious. These are just our views as we see them. Um, and uh, you're welcome to disagree with us. We actually welcome it. Um, I challenge you to disagree with us. Put it in the comments. Put it. Uh, send us a message. We will address your questions, and we will probably get to them on air. Um, but I wanted to start off by saying, by asking Nick, or by simply stating that there is um, an amount of. Actually, before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Adrian, um, and with me we have Nick Valero. Nick, you wanna? Yeah, uh, my name is Nick Valero. I've been on a couple podcasts. You can find me on. Waffle Press, uh, serving up some comics, and uh, keeping up with the nerds, where I like to talk more nerdy stuff than politics stuff. But uh, this gives me a nice little platform where I can actually curse and, uh, you know, <laughs> talk on my mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And there's probably going to be a lot of mind talk in here. So, yeah. uh, to get back into it, um, I was noticing... Uh, a couple of trends. Uh, I mean, I'm really big on trends for those of you who don't know me super well. Um, but I was noticing that it seems as if, as politically speaking, there is one party who is willing to compromise, willing to negotiate, willing to um, 
try to have a bipartisan approach to things. And then there's another party uh, that kind of, I feel, stands its ground and just kind of demands that you come to it. Um, I'm pretty sure we don't have to say which parties are which. I'm sure we'll get to it later. Uh, but how do you view the situation, Nick? So I view it as um, there used to be this understanding in politics, you know, it, it, where it was, you know, I'll give you one, one for you, one for me. You know, I'm, I'm down to be bipartisan, especially if like it helps out my constituents and everything like that. But that means that I need to get something in return. You know, I'm giving you a lapse on tax, uh, which are, a relief on taxes. That means that, you know, you give big business, you give uh, Wall Street, you know, less, less rates and everything like that. And what it kind of feels like is that in the era after the Trump administration and uh, after everything else, kind of feels that the Republican Party has kind of gone to this, like, no matter what, it's our way or the highway. And if you're not going to do what we want, then we're not going to agree to anything you want. So either we, we get what we want right now, or we we just we just filibuster. We just sit down and do absolutely nothing. And that's a real shame. It's a real, real shame because when that happens, literally taxpayer money is being wasted because these senators are basically getting paid and doing jack shit. Doing absolutely nothing to help the country, absolutely nothing to help their districts, doing absolutely nothing to help anyone except for themselves and their own political issues. And it's a shame. It, it is. And and to to talk about like for instance the amount of waste there is, there are five hundred and thirty five I believe representatives in the Senate and the Congress. Both yes. of them, all of them have of course a nice I think it's like a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars salary, along with a staff of about ten to fourteen people, each of which also get paid about a hundred thousand dollars so each senator really costs the american people about 1.8 million or around two million dollars a year right so the senate and its salaries the congress and its salaries cost the american taxpayers about a billion dollars a year just in salary um and like nick says i also feel like there isn't a lot of progress being made um in the era of our parents there was a lot of um, you know, typically, I think in my in what I remember was kind of young back then, um, where people were friends. Like um, I, I think of John McCain, the late Senator John McCain, late great John McCain, right. and I think of how he constantly reached across the aisles with Democrats to to make to make bipartisan legislation, um, and I feel as if. I feel as if we're going to bring Andrew into this conversation. Boop. Yeah, there he is. There he um, is. But here's the thing with John McCain. John McCain is a great politician. Hell, the reason why we have healthcare still is because of John McCain. Yeah. One that of was... John McCain's greatest moments is the man had brain cancer, went into surgery, 
and in post op, which are and post op was told to stay in bed and rest. And instead, he put on a suit, went in a wheelchair, which I went in, I think, either a walker or a wheelchair. He had a cane. Oh, he, he had a cane. That's what it was. He had a cane, walked onto the Senate floor last minute before the, the votes were over and voted against his party. With a, a very, a very good showman's thumbs down flair. It was giant, a giant middle finger to Mitch McConnell. Oh, and, Which, and did you see his face? It sank and melted at the same time. But the great thing, the, I mean, the one thing that John McCain had for him was that he knew he was going. Like he he knew that like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand another election. Like I'm I'm most likely this is my last term. It is his last term because even if he ran through the whole thing, he wouldn't. I don't think he'd be strong enough to like go for another election to do all these other things. Those are very exhausting. I'm almost positive. Even if he would have like, Oh, I still have a couple more years. He probably would have retired after, you know, that session of Congress. I mean that, uh, his turn. But John McCain is also to blame for kind of the situation that the country's in. He is the one that introduced us to Sarah Palin, Sarah, which uh, this led to the tea party. The tea party led to, White nationalism, white nationalism led to Trump, and Trump led us to where we are now. It's a slippery slope that did that. The it does. The head of the snake is at John McCain. I feel as if he definitely contributed to parts, at least, at least definitely bringing Sarah Palin to the spotlight. I mean, yes. she was already kind of had a spotlight. Where she was the governor of Alaska. Um, however. Uh, I feel to like place that at the feet of John McCain is a little bit unfair to him. Um, I feel like he would he would state his position, he would state his like life experiences, and he would just say how he felt about the situation. And I, I when you when you speak from a point of personal of personal knowledge like that, um, and you're as well known or as prestigious you know brown mccain was a war hero um as he is as, as you know as respected by the community as he is you have a lot of power um and when you say stuff like that it, it reminds me of that one time where um there was that heckler at a, a presidential debate or like a, t a presidential town hall when mccain was still running for president who had yeah. asked um who had said something along the lines of yada 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 Barack Obama isn't isn't an American citizen and yada yada and John McCain stops him in the middle of his sentence and says no sir that is it's not true I know woman. him he is a oh, it's a woman it was a woman mm -hmm. no ma'am that isn't true I know uh, Barack Obama he's a good man yeah the that's the that's the interesting thing because John McCain when I say that it's John that it lays at the feet of John McCain, is the problem that he didn't properly vet his running mate, and the fact that you have a you have a, a politician, a career politician like John McCain, who puts this lunatic like Sarah Palin on his uh, on his ticket gives her an, a legitimacy inside the party. It, it it makes her a leader of the party. So when you have, when instead of getting a, another career politician who can, you know, navigate and understands that, you know, 
there is some racist sentiment, which are sentiments going out in the air, but we don't, but we, we shouldn't feel them. Whereas Sarah Palin, you know, she just kind of leaped into it and she, she didn't outright say some racist stuff, but she did allow for that conversation to come up. She, she automatically, she would bolster, she would immediately tell lies. She would, uh, what was it? Make fa false accusations about what, uh, what was happening at the democratic party, things that she didn't have any clue about. Uh, she went about like his, uh, what was it? His birth certificate. She went about his record, stuff like that against Obama. And that really did her, that really helped in her legitimacy because she was on McCain's ticket. And because of that, she now had a voice, and that voice built a party, and that became the Tea Party. And from there, it really grew, and that's what kind of built this, this that's, that gave white nationalists and people who are utterly despicable uh, a voice where they should have where they shouldn't have and that's that's kind of like the real problem there you know john mccain may have been a great politician and a great man uh and a great american but unfortunately he did have his mistakes and sarah palin is one of his mistakes yeah i'm not nobody's perfect but yeah I, I agree he did make some mistakes i also agree that he was a great man um because I, I agree, I agreed with John McCain's original pick. He was actually going to pick a Democrat to be his oh, running mate. That would have been spicy. He was going to pick a Democrat to be his running mate, and then it leaked before they were able to announce. And then what happened was is that he then the Democrat dropped out because he then started getting flack from the party, basically saying you can't be on a Republican ticket. And McCain and McCain basically went, but I want bipartisanship. I want the ability to look to my vice president and him give me the other side of the view uh, of the um, of the position. I want to surround myself with people who have that. And because of this, because I think it happened like a week, two weeks before the announcement, they had a rush Palin's thing, her her vetting, and that's what kind of led you down the slippery slope. And it's crazy because I think that would have been amazing. Honestly, if he would have announced that he had a Democratic, which a Democrat, he might have really run against Obama. Like, Obama might not have won that election. Yeah, I, I think that that's well within the realm of possibility. That would have been yeah. a very interesting, very interesting turn on our politics. Well, a throwback in some ways, because that used to be how it used to be. But right. in, in well, then, different... That, then that means that, it, you know, as Nick is saying, that he's the head of the snake of all this crazy movement, it's not him, actually. It would be the actual two-party system that we're a part of is what created Donald Trump. Because yeah. it forced the movement to go no, ahead and cut it. Yes, it is. No, because not. you just said, no, no. oh, he couldn't vet him. Well, how else are you supposed to vet when people are backing out from under you when you're a real person you wanted? But that's not the situation. That's not the reason why his vetting failed. They assumed that Palin's vetting had happened. That's history. They assumed that they had vetted her and they didn't go completely through it and everything else. And they didn't find all of her little dirty secrets. They just gave like a bare minimum vetting and they pushed through. The two-party system does work. It, it, does it? There, there are situations where the two-party system does work. The only problem is that when you start manipulating the two-party system, 
and one part of the fight, one, one, one party doesn't want to work with the other party. The whole point of the two-party system is so that way you can get two different views of the same uh, of one of one situation. But if one party doesn't want to hear information, they don't want to hear facts, they don't want to hear anything. All they care about is this is what we want. I don't care if it's the right thing. I don't care if it's the wrong thing. This is what we want. Then that's when democracy really doesn't work. You can't have a democracy without a proper debate about the about the facts. And it's not that the two-party system is failing or anything like that. It's it's more that people are manipulating the the actual systems in place. But if you to... can manipulate it, doesn't that mean that it's failing? Yeah, that's the bad part about the party system. Like, you're defending I... the bad of the party system, but that's what our forefathers didn't even want was political factions breaking it up and then especially when you break it down to just two it literally is what the political system is right now but stalemate 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 but, oh but now it's all going your way going your way going your way going your way but you can't say that that's not what the founding fathers did, wanted when that's exactly what the founding fathers did they did not break into factions the first they absolutely did just look it they up had, and tell they me had, when they had political parties they had political Democratic parties weren't in, you had Democratic Republicans, and they also had the Whig Party coming in. Those and weren't the founding fathers, Nicholas. Hold on, hold on. The Democratic, which are Democratic Republicans? That is the founding fathers. That is most, most one of group. The South. That is most of the South. One group. Okay. Well, when we and started, that was thirteen people, right? There were thir- There were twenty-six representatives to, to satisfy the thirteen states. 20, twenty-six representatives, and then they then factioned off. So you had Republic. So you had Democratic Republicans. And then you also had a Federalist. In the first, going, I think in the first Congress, though, right after the Revolutionary War, we were just the American Party. We, exactly. We, we had not separated into parties because we were still trying to get away from the crown. Um, but I think, I want to say John Adams was part of a party. I might be mistaken. I'm, I'm not sure. He was a Federalist. Or a Whig. I want to say he was a Whig. Whig party doesn't start coming up until uh, closer to another twenty years, I believe. So, uh, I feel like if we're gonna diverge a little bit, take a little branch off this main road uh, of our own political dysfunction, and let's talk, I guess, really quickly about different types of rule. We don't have a two necessarily have a two party system, right? If there were, uh. If, if the Green Party and the Independent Party had a bigger control of representation in the Congress, um, I feel like you would end up having more of a parliamentary system like they do in the UK where there's a bunch of parties and it's whoever can, you know, basically get the most ministers to vote for a prime minister, that's who's in charge of government. And I feel like that would be the same way that our system would, would flow if we weren't so afraid to leave the two-party system because it's what we've done for the last 300 years. But I have, I'm not saying that it's a bad system. I, I feel like there's no perfect way to govern people. There's no perfect way for democracy because one person's, a group of people are going to inherently be unhappy with what's happening. It's just the way it works. There's, you're never going to please everybody, right? And so if, if you have only two parties, there's only two options, but if you have seven parties and you force those parties to have to 
you know, get to a consensus number, or a majority number to elect who's in charge of the Senate and the Congress, for instance, or at least in the UK, the, the House and the, the, the House of, I don't know, Commons and the House of Lords, I think is what it is. Um, then it's it's different, but I think the House of Lords is elected. The House of Lords is appointed, I believe. I don't know. British government, not my government. Um, there's there's else? too there's too many governments, too many ways that they work. Like, and you know who's who's to say ours is working better than others? Like, just look at Israel for example. It's another spicy topic. Yep. They've had four national elections in the last two years. Absolutely not the same thing. No, I understand that. I understand that. But I'm saying yeah, no I'm saying political system example. is correct. No, no but I'm saying that's a, that's a terrible example. Like, uh, I think they're, the way theirs. No, no, at least let me say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Like, just... the, the way their whole political system works is that they have a bunch of parties that break mm -hmm. apart, and they need to get a certain amount of parties to work together and vote together in order to establish a government. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying that's better. As a matter of fact, that seems more convoluted and worse. The, the only real, like, democratic original way was the greeks and that was when every citizen had to vote but then everyone had to be informed as well and that's unfeasible for as well forced votership yeah like that's unfeasible as well there's no good way to do it so like do you think that if we had forced votership i think it's called compulsory voter compulsory voting um and we had uh direct democracy as in my vote counts the same as every other person's vote, and that's the end of that. There's not a, a there's not a representation breakdown based off of population given to a state. It's just 35 million people say this, and 37 million people say that. 37 p million people win. Do you think that would be a, a, a better form of democracy? Because no, at least in our... In our current system, I feel like you end up with not really democracy as much as you end up with like minority rule. Because I know this is a problem like in the UK again. Let's go back really quickly. Because um, all you have to do is if you can get 26%, if there are four parties running, you only have to maintain a majority above those parties in a certain district, and that's the district of the person who sends um, gets sent to the chamber or to become a minister of parliament. So if you have 26% of a district, you could be sent to parliament. But that would mean that there's 74% of the people in your district who don't want you. That's a that's minority rule. The same thing happens on our side by different mechanisms. But, you know, um, for instance, there's the filibuster. Any one senator can stop any piece of legislation for any reason. And it has to be overcome by a supermajority, a 66, uh, you know, senator vote, and we all know that that's basically impossible these days. So, how how is it that you know the representative of the Dakota, North Dakota, who represents like 50 or 60 thousand people, can hold up a piece of legislation that every if if could hold up a piece of legislation despite everyone else in the country wanting it? They would have to vote it down. He wouldn't be able. To, he wouldn't be successful. But if you just had 33% or 34% of representatives saying, "Nah, not for me," that's minority rule, right? That's minority veto. The problem is that a lot of, like, especially now, what's happening is that the the filibusters, uh, what was it 
the senators who are who are pushing the filibuster, what they want to do is they want both parties to talk. They want both parties to come to an agreement, and then we'll vote. As it should not, be. Yeah, we're not we're not going to just be in isolated chambers. We're just going to and we're just going to come up with a bill, and we're just going to pass it through. Because, like Andrew said, what ends up happening is tit for tat politics. Someone comes in and they're a Democrat, they make all these policies, and then the Republican will come in and destroy all their policies and put new policies in place. The Democrat will come in and destroy all of those policies. And the end product is we make no progress. Exactly. And the problem is that when you do that, no, no progress happens. But also, if a Republican doesn't go in with the Democrats to do bipartisanship, then they can always fight it. You know, if you had like 10, Demo- 10 Republicans who agreed on this bill, it's really hard to say, well, Republicans don't agree with this message. Like, we don't agree with it. I don't know what exactly Mitch McConnell has on his senators, <laughs> uh, but like none of them really want to tow party lines. And they don't want to, are, not, don't want to tow or not tow. Like, they, want, they don't want to like step on party lines. Like, yeah. they really are, you know, they're, they're, they're digging in and they're going into the trenches. And what the and what these other senators were doing is they're basically they're, they're trying to be the adults in the room and basically go, go talk to each other. I need you both to come to a fucking agreement, come to an agreement, come back to us. Once you have something that both of you can agree on, then we'll pass it. Because the minute that either one starts just passing laws, it's a it's already a problem is that is just a dictatorship. We're just telling you what this what the fuck is happening. We're not voting anymore. Like that, because basically that's what you're doing. You're, I mean, these votes are 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 bullshit at that point. Yeah, they're ceremonial. You know they're ceremonial at, at a certain point. We're just telling you how it is. Like this is like, oh, we're getting tax breaks. Oh, we're gonna be, you yeah. know, criminalizing this. Oh, well, you know, this is now against the law. That's not how that works. Both parties are supposed to have an understanding and also cooperate with each other. Problem is that during Trump's presidency. He just kind of passed shit, and the Democrats really didn't have the, pro- the the power to say yes or no. They they didn't have the party. I mean, they didn't have majority. Now that they do, they're trying to pass these bills, and the Republicans are just digging in, and it's a problem. It's a it's a real big fucking problem. And the only way to get around it is for if you disagree with it to call your senator and tell him to stop, which uh, to get his ass to the fucking floor and go vote for it. Him or her. Him or her. Doesn't, either one. I think Nick's saying a a male senator has more power. Ah, that's not what I said at all. That's that's what what, what I heard, man. (laughs) Okay, well, you can hear whatever you want. Most senators, I think, are male. I think with the exception of, like, five senators that are female, maybe? Yeah, majority of the Senate. Majority is it's it's a boys club. It's historically it's been a boys club. It's really bad when we have to celebrate that there's a it's the first Hispanic. Yeah, the first Hispanic the native native right was the, a yeah, like, oh, is she's uh, also right a senator. Is she a senator or a representative? I think she might be a representative. A, she's a rep, but it's like the first native. But like Javier Becerra, right? Our representative. Something like our that. Our senator, yeah. our junior senator. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, is that you these that's the problem though is that no one's talking out and no one gives a shit. They're allowing their senators to kind of just do whatever it is they want. And the problem and the thing is that if you disagree with your senators, you need to make it known and tell them to get off their ass and go vote. Do you think 
Nick, and I'm going to play a devil's advocate. Andrew, t- tell me what you think. Actually, I'm going to pose the question to Andrew. Andrew. Wait, hold up. 23 female senators currently. That's not 20, bad. That's a lot more than I thought there were. That's pretty good, actually. 23 out of 500 and how many? No, senators. No, senators. Senators out of 100. Oh, out of 100? 23%. Oh, I mean, that's not, actually, it's not good. Actually, I don't want to say not bad. It's That's okay. We can it's do better. We can it's do better. We can do better. Yeah, it's almost a fourth for a, for a, the sex that represents about fifty percent of the country. I think we could do it just a little bit better. So it's okay. Progress. It's progress, right? What fifty years ago it was all men. So twenty five percent women is pretty great. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um. So what I was gonna ask um was Andrew, right. do you? No, it's okay. Andrew, do you think that that with all of the, the points that Nick just made, that there's a way to get around the echo chambers. Um, so I guess we're going to kind of branch off to the next portion here, get around the echo chambers of that have been already established that, that help lie to the citizens that help lie to the people or, or propagate a, a, you know, a message that is very obviously, at least to us politically and political in nature. I'm not saying that, the left doesn't have similar versions of that. There's like Pod Save America, right? It's generally like liberal, not propaganda, but it's very liberal points of view and very down with conservatism. Um, do you think there's a way around that? Or do you think that, that those people are so entrenched in what they know and who they trust that it's possible to change? And additional question, do you think that the senators even really care being that conservative senators or conservative representatives in the Senate and the Congress get a majority of their donations, not from small dollar donors like uh, most Democrats do, but from corporations and PACs, that, that secret dark money that's made available to them by the, by the, uh, what is it? That one thing, Supreme Court policy rule ruling. The what? The, there was a Supreme Court ruling that said basically that um, corporations have the right to uh, freedom of speech and they can and money is speech. Therefore, you can spend a lot of money as a corporation and, and use that to affect votes. It's uh, gosh, let me look that up real quick. The one that corporations are people, right? Yeah, corporations are people and can vote. Case law in the United States, this uh, opinion appears to be uh, corporate pers- personhood. But there's a, it's a, a part with a, it's a part of a, like a whole ruling that the Supreme Court made. But that's basically the gist of it. Basically, corporations are people and corporations can send their money to their pleasure to support whatever they want because corporations have political interests just like people do not you know not to say that you know corporations aren't already staffed by people already um why do the executives get an additional vote but okay what do you think andrew i think you know people are going to be dug into wherever they're going to be it is what it is right that's how people are they stick to their guns they'll hold their opinions you know very rarely, I think people will be swaying uh, to change their mind, you know, and that's just across the board as people. I think a good way uh, to deal with that, and I think I don't know, I missed the first part because I was at work and I got it a little later. 
no problems. Uh, to deal with that would have been either, and I know it's never going to happen, never, never, never going to happen, term limits. Yeah. Force blood in, and, you know, I say even repeal the fact that, you know, uh, uh, there's a limit to donations. Fuck it. Let, let corporations donate as much money as they want. They have to do it every two terms to a new person, brand new person. It's going to cost them a whole lot more than keeping someone on the docket. You know what? I, I agree with that. But I also agree with there's a comedian, and I think I totally, I, I think this is the, the best idea. I think that the new law that needs to be passed is that when you go up to the Senate, you have to wear a jacket like a fucking NASCAR driver. Yes. Who's sponsoring you? Of yes. who's sponsoring you. you and think- like, you have to have every patch of like, pharmaceutical reps big tobacco everything like that so that way when people see you they go i know where he's voting i know why he's voting in a specific way because the thing is that we don't know who's getting who you're getting sponsored by unless we pull up your record so we don't know why you're voting a specific way most typically you're getting sponsored by a pack that has all of its information very keenly under wraps because that's the way the system works i think if if you could I don't want to be king for a day. That seems like a lot of fucking work. But if I had the ability to change um, a couple of things, I would probably put term limits and I would make it absolutely mandatory that if you accept even a fucking dollar, you have to put the name of the person that dollar came from on a website. It has to be on a public registry and it gets stored in the Library of Congress, donated to McCain, you know, donated to Nick Valero for Senator, Junior Senator to California. And, you know, Adrian Alcres, you'll see the maximum donation on that bitch. Um, there it 25 is. 25 cents. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see that. 9999 on me, boy. No, but the, the, the thing is, is that you have... you when So you, you know, <sighs> right? And so you know. So if, if Coca-Cola is pushing... Yes, exactly. You're, the people should know who is paying you to advocate. Because we all know that money talks. And if, exactly. if you're paying... If a company is paying for your candidacy... There's no way that you're not pushing something for them. And I'm not saying that you can't do that. Go ahead and do it. But the people should know. It shouldn't be secret. If you're going to spend the money, if you're going to use the money, the people should know where it's coming from. And that should affect their decisions. it, It makes sense when you're voting on, like, gun control. And then you're trying to vote against it, and then you have a big NRA sticker on your chest. Like that, like I, yes. I'm getting money from the NRA, and it's like, well, obviously, yeah. yeah. Like, why would the NRA not want us to like vote against this? Like, he's not voting. He's not doing this because it's the Second Amendment, and because you know it's the American thing to do. He's doing it because or, the NRA is telling him to. Or maybe it is something that he's willing to do, but that extra spicy twenty thousand dollars from the NRA is making it a lot easier for him to feel his position. Thousand. Chump change. Yeah, <laughs> it is chump change. It is. It, chump it, change. It, 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 it isn't. But you, I'm not. He's not going to say $40 million. Dollars. And I'm not. You think the corporation is going to? Which Absolutely. is only going to spend it? No, I mean only twenty thousand directly. They're yes, gonna, directly. No, yes, because I think the maximum for an individual donation is ten. Is it nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars? Everything else has to go through a super PAC, which can't be coordinated with the candidate. Right. That's the law as it is. Um. And by the way, that ruling is Citizens United. Um, and so if, if you were to take money out of politics, like they have in other countries, 
that would also fix this problem. You say, done and dusted. No more political contributions from anybody. There are only small dollar contributions, maximum of $10 per person. The additional money you ask, you're going to get free free time on public television. You, uh, you'll have various slots and we'll put you on C-SPAN or other fucking places. And it's going to be equal. Same time, time slots, everything will be fair and equal. And money doesn't play a role anymore because you don't need the money to advertise and market yourself. There's only one place where you're allowed to market yourself on whatever the government approves as the place. In that scenario, money loses its power to speak, loses its power to move. And then you have to actually be a communicator that advocates to the people and moves the people to your side. See, the problem is that, especially with like the Koch brothers and uh, uh, what was it, like major super PACs and stuff like that, they would never allow a bill like that to pass. No, they wouldn't because it... it, They also never set term limits because... Then they lose their lackeys. Exactly. It, it affects their power. And at the end of the day, this is all about power, right? They've made billions of dollars selling oil, I know, at least for one thing. And now they don't want green energy proposals. They don't want any of that stuff. And they push all of their lackeys, all of their subordinates. I'm going to, I mean, I'd even go as far as to say, you know, dollar slaves because they will do literally anything for that Koch brother's cash. Koch brother cash, right? Because one of them passed away. Um, and so it's, it's, it's just sad because billionaires, people like you and me, only get one vote, right? They have a lot more money than us, and they could do a lot more things on the side, but they only should get one vote. But because of their vast fortunes, they're allowed to play the game. Right and donate in different ways. They can form an entire pack just for themselves, just solely for the purpose of donating even more money to whoever they want, because that person supports them. Is that my, my only thing is that what I don't like is I don't, I, I personally don't like when there is no integrity in some of these people. Like no one calls them on their bullshit. They always go to like certain like news broadcasters or certain networks where they know I'm not going to get a lot of tough questions. And what it should be is that news broadcasters should be open to the idea, and so should the candidate, of what I've said, what I've said in public, I can get called out on, and I'm and I better be able to defend it. I better have answers. I better have some form of like information. I need to have my research. Because if somebody were to go after, especially like on Fox News or anything like that, like if Janine Pirro, which would never fucking happen, uh, if Janine Pirro were to go after a United States Republican senator and literally just like call him out on his bullshit, then people would listen because Fox News is a, is a, is a network that the Republicans, you know, distinguish as credible. And they should be put accountable. They should be told, this is what you said, please prove it. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen. They, they're allowed to go on certain networks, make fraudulent claims, things that just is not happening or would happen. And then it sways certain people because they immediately see it's on the news, so it must be true. 
There's, I mean, there's a couple issues that I detected in there. Um, the first of which is... Is it Janine Shapiro? Is it Janine Shapiro? Yeah, honestly, I, I feel like she's a bigot and... Oh, she is. I, 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 that's why I said this would never happen. I, yeah, she would, <laughs> she would never pick out a Republican, but she would definitely pick out a black person for sure. I, I could totally see her doing that. Um, if, it's a, if it's a black Republican, I don't care. She probably wouldn't do a black Republican. She would probably pick out a black. They wouldn't Democrat. do a black Republican. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I missed that one. You cut out. I said she definitely wouldn't do a black Republican. No, that's a that's a strong <laughs> that's a strong hate fuck. Uh, I I yeah no I don't. We think did talk that. about this. It's one of the quality. <laughs> one of the oh, quality oh. forms. Oh fucking yeah, hate fucking. Yeah, I I just I feel like it's a different kind of hate in her case. Um, a lot more of a pointy white kind of hate. But we'll move on. Um. You know, cross burning, whatever. Um. So. When it comes to their their stars or their heroes like Janine Puro or Tucker Carlson or there's another one, um, the party moved away from them, right? As Trump moved away from the rest of Fox, because there was that other Brett Brett Bear, is that right? There's another. You mean Breitbart? No, 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 not Breitbart. Dear God, no. Brett Bear, I thought he's he's a, a news anchor and he's relatively respectable um, on Fox, but his ratings have tanked because he went as far as to say, you know, to call to call stuff about the Trump administration out. He lost his fan base and I think he lost his show. Um, and a lot of the people from Fox moved over to OAN, One America Network, which is just batshit fucking crazy. Um, you ever wanted to see what would happen if the Nazis had a news network? Breitbart. That's OEN. That's OEN and Breitbart. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's really, it's scary, honestly, because um, there's a statistic that I heard two or three years ago, and it was basically that um, 80% of American children couldn't tell the difference between an opinion and a fact. Um, and the questions were something along the lines of, it, it gave like a descriptor of, of a scenario in which somebody is expressing, a salesperson most likely is expressing that these are the best olives in the world. I think all of us here know that that is not a fact. You can't, unless you can give me like an, an analysis that says, yes, these are the, verifiably, these are the healthiest, the biggest, the sweetest, the tastiest, the most sour and the most umami, you know, olives in the whole fucking world, verified by three labs, read them in wheat, then yeah, I'll get behind you. Like, yeah, verifiably, per the science, these are the best fucking olives in the world. I can tell the difference. That's an opinion to me. And until you can prove otherwise, it's just still an opinion. But 80% of kids can't do that. Which leads me to believe that some proportion of adults, also a large proportion, don't know how to do that don't know how to take in information and filter it or they don't care or they don't care which is even scarier the the sad part is that the country is more divided than it was since probably the civil war 
uh, we, the, and not only that, but also there are portions of the country on both liberal and also on Republican sides that decide what facts are true. You know, they, 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 they don't like listen to all the facts. They literally listen to some facts, go, I like that fact, that's true. And then hear another fact right after and go, no, nah, that's false. That's, that's not good. Um, and and that's, that's kind of like what they do. And that's not, that's not how it goes. The, our country has very much gone down a road where facts are, are optional and opinions are more valid. And everyone has an opinion and it's all great. Like all the opinions are great, whereas it's like, and no one's listening to science. No one's listening to what's going on in, you know, in politics or anything like that. They just go, that's what my senator just said. So obviously it must be true. And no one's doing research. Because why would we? Because you care to know the truth. Unfortunately, not enough people do. That's sad. Because I, I honestly, I, you can fix the problems in government, but you can't fix something that people don't want to fix, right? If they don't, if they don't see that what they're doing is detrimental to not only themselves but to the country, then they're not going to change, right? And everyone around them who they respect and trust tells them that you're doing a great job. So you know, how do you, how do you contend? How do you fight that? That that seed from growing into the terrible, terrible tree that, you know, I feel like honestly, I see down the, down the path in the future. Honestly, what you should, what, what should happen, what should happen is that if you say something that is knowing, no, like knowingly false, like I know what I'm saying is wrong. And I know what I'm saying is false. The network should have to pay a fine. Like I'm legitimately saying something that's false and I'm saying, and I'm telling the people as in that it's true. You as a network should have to pay like a million dollar fine or a, or a $2 million fine. Cause if I say enough of those and those start to stack, you'll start changing your fucking tune. Cause the networks will automatically go, well, we can't keep spewing this bullshit because the more facts, the more, the more things that we kind of say that aren't true and say that they're facts, we're going to get charged. You got to hit them where the pocketbook is. I'm not saying anybody go to jail or anything like that. I'm just saying, find them. You, you said five things that were untrue on your network. I feel, $10 million. I feel like that gets kind of sticky because what is, because of, of, of the freedom that the First Amendment gives us, especially what the Supreme Court has ruled the First Amendment gives politicians, they could basically lie. And call it political speak, right? Like, like in Donald Trump's defense for for January sixth, if January's defense for and uh, Trump's defense for January sixth, that part of the argument was something along the lines of no reasonable person would have would have accepted what I said as true. Not no reasonable person would have heard the words that I said and thought, yeah, let's go storm the Capitol. Because of the First Amendment, this was just political speak. But they, but people did. But they did. 
But his defense is going to probably stand because he was a politician and used political speak, political speech. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that like at a rally and stuff like that, yeah, you have political speech. But what I'm saying is on a news network, if you're knowingly saying false things, like you know this is false. And no one's trying to stop the, the anchor or whoever is on there from saying something that is knowingly false and you guys agree with it. There should be a fine. You should have to pay some money or something along those lines to kind of go like, no, you need to rectify this. Because if not, then what the fuck is the FCC doing? Stopping what, people what, from what, cursing on in the air. What, what, what point do they have if they're not trying to police facts like how can you what are you talking about what what are they there for stop people from cursing on the air preventing nudity on national television but there are bigger issues than just that and the problem is that if that's the case and that's the only thing that we're that the fcc is for and to like rate things to make sure that certain people don't do it then it's a fucking wasted it's a wasted department we need to get fucking rid of it or reformat it because if they were actual watchdogs of like the news networks are meant to say truthful shit as long as you're on public airways you can't say shit that isn't true if you want to go get a cable channel and like you pay for a cable channel where we can't fucking monitor you you can say whatever the fuck you want but as long as you're on public as long as you're on public tv you have to say what the fucking truth is yeah, but you're speaking common sense and r- rationality. Yeah, and that's how the country should work. And it doesn't. That's that part. It doesn't. Because <laughs> just like Adrian said, you're, oh, it's political speech. It's uh, freedom of speech. It's all yeah. these things. Like, you have, every, you have every right to spew nothing but nonsense. And guess what? You can do it. But the thing is that you shouldn't be able to do it on the news. Our country is plagued absolutely fucking plagued with this idea that people could never be this shitty you know people would never ever go this slow we don't have to make a law about you know weaponizing political speech because no one would no one would ever do that right until they do but that's the thing though is that when you weaponize freedom of speech you're weaponizing one of the you know, founding principles of the of our nation, of just we're going to I'm going to weaponize freedom of speech, and it's not like you you can't restrict free speech. Free speech has already been restricted in several areas. Like you can, which are, like I can't say political things as a citizen without having like I can't do like a political thing without having to do it in a zone. Or anything else like I have to actually do it in a demonstration. I can't do it, and you know there there are things that have to go down. You know, like if I were to burn a flag just to say fuck it, then it's illegal. But if I go to a political zone and I uh, to a free speech area and burn a flag in representation of the way that you know the COVID nineteen response is or whatever it is, it's perfectly legal. You can't say that freedom of speech cannot be regulated when it's already been regulated before. And the reason why I say that for news networks is because people have an understanding that if it's said on the news, then it's true because it's journalism. 
It's basically saying, I have a newspaper that's full of lies. And people shouldn't have no... If anybody were to say that there's no rational representation of the things that were said on my news network were true, that's bullshit. Because you're a fucking news network. The minute that you put the thing new, the word news in your title, you have become fact in the mind of anyone watching you. So that means that we should regulate whether or not it, it, you are saying what is the truth. Because if you're just spewing out bullshit, then what the fuck? What's the point? You're, you're actively, you're actively making people into radicals. You're radicalizing people that wouldn't have been radicalized anyway. I, I think it's more like you're you're providing disinformation. You're you're di- you're no being because honest and providing think, disinformation. Think about Sotitos January, or... but think about January sixth. Those people were radicalized in that moment by not only the president of the United States but also by the news networks. These people well, were radicalized. To people be fair, they were also primed beforehand too. But that's what I'm saying. These people over months, years. These networks have been spewing down bullshit and misinformation to the point where they are saying, if you don't fight for your country, then you're not an American. They radicalized these people like the Taliban. And that's what they did. They fucking attacked the capital. They attack people who are who are peacefully protesting in the streets of Chicago, in the streets of D.C. Why? Because you radicalize people. They are no better than the fucking Taliban at that point. Because that's what the Taliban did. They used the news networks and told lies about the Americans, saying that we were going in house by house, killing people, that you know you needed to fight for your lands and you needed to uh, protect the people that are around you and then the Americans are here to just take over and everything else. And that radicalized people into fighting for the Taliban. It's, doing, it's u- literally using exactly the same tactic, but, in a, but just for a different reason. And it's just as dangerous. I I agree that it's dangerous. Um, I just I guess I just don't really understand or know how to make it any 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 better. We're kind of like between a rock, a hard place, and some like unobtainium or some shit. Like we're going to get smashed and pulverized by the unobtainium and the diamond before the rock even has its chance to pulverize us further. Like how, in what direction do we move? You take free speech. You're going to, I mean, you're taking away a fundamental right that we've had for what, 300 years. You go for, you go for, you know, trying to get rid or you try to tax or try to find people for, for, not telling the truth all they're going to say is we are telling the truth and they're going to take it to the court of public opinion and then what I... it's but that's based on fact that is based on not not your not your truth what is the truth but you can't just spew out false information the same the same way that you spew out false information if you were to walk into a theater and say and yell the word bomb 
You are spreading that's, out false information that could put people in danger. That's different because you're putting someone in danger. That's, that's why that's an issue. People, and that's what these news networks are doing. They're putting people in danger. They're putting in people in danger of voting against their interest, of putting people in that are that are only out for themselves, of voting against housing on housing reform that might actually help them keep their lives and keep their and keep their families fed. That's going to cause harm. You're lying to cause harm. It's the same principle. You're you're but see they you're saying it's a lie and I would probably say that it's being, you know, dishonest. They would say that that this is how they see it. This is their view. And politicians view, aren't stupid people, right? If yeah, you make are. a law that says you can't lie, all they're going to do is imply things. It's not lying. I'm implying something. It's not a lie. I'm implying something that's false, but that's not a lie. It's an implication. And if you choose to accept my implication, that's your decision. There's ways of there's you can get around that as a politician. Okay. And politicians aren't stupid. They're smart enough to get elected and put into their seat. Trust me, there's not an IQ test to be a politician. Not no, there's definitely fun. not. Gomer. Not a, not a lot of them are not all of them are fucking super geniuses. Uh, well, look, them... look, 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 Nick. Nick. I get where you're coming from. I like the idea. It's unfeasible, and it makes no sense in a a good way to do it. As Adrian tried to say, like, it, there's no real easy way to do it. I don't see a pattern. What you're tr what you're trying to do is prevent misinformation that's creating radicals on either side and causing harm, right? And stop preventing harm, which is a good thing, and I think everyone would like that. And based on how you're speaking about the issue, some might even argue you're radical. Also, because you're going very hard on censorship of misinformation and as adrian says everything is up into interpretation what i think would be a good measure to help prevent misinformation is people would need i don't know if it's an extra year of schooling but to learn about what pol basic pol politics and basic things so that they can be informed so they can have an informed opinion and be able to learn how to deduce bullshit from not. Because as you and I probably think, hey, this is common sense of saying, hey, Obama isn't a Muslim born from another country, this and that. And we can see all the facts. And even though they're going to still spew it, some people are just going to blindly uh, accept what they already have. And, you know, whether it's po political or not, it's just ignorance whether they choose it or not. That and if, you know what I mean? And if, if we can at least say, hey, you know what? Everyone has a base education of blank. Even like basic adulting. You know, adulting 101. Like, then we would be better off as a society. The problem is that there's a good majority of, of kids that actually don't finish school. 
I agree. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. They and that's they hard. They don't, they don't finish school. I mean, when are you supposed to take this? I mean, there's some, there's several people inside, especially inside of uh, certain states, that don't even finish high school. They don't even start high school. They may they maybe get like a year in and then they drop out. When am I supposed to get this education? When am I supposed to do this? It is an entire entire way of thinking that you have to change, not just schooling or anything else. You have to physically change the way that people think. And the problem and the reason why I'm saying that we have to not censor, but regulate. How is it censorship? How is it that I can't say fuck? Because that is bad and inappropriate towards people. But I can lie about a political issue and tell them that politicians are criminals. And how that... is it that that's the same? That which all that one a bad word is worse than the other. Because honestly, I'd take people saying fuck over the fact that I'm being lied to. Over Pizzagate. It's it's un it's 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 unimaginable, the idea that people can't that it's that it's like oh yeah this is this is censorship whereas it's more regulation, it's the safety of the people, the and it's not like you're regulating everything or you're telling them that you can't spew this shit. What it's telling the networks is make sure that whoever you have on either knows their shit. Or isn't going to lie. My issue, my issue with setting something like that up, is if it's a regulation that's not codified by law, it's going to be subject to whoever the administration power is. This is your view about what's a fact and what's an opinion. What's the Republican view? That's what I'm afraid of. You can't have it. It won't. It won't go both ways because they're they're going to say Antifa and anything liberal and any anytime you mention socialism. That's a lie. We're not a socialist country. We're not Russia. But the thing you is, you can't that talk it, it, about it, it, socialism or any kind of socialist giving. You can't talk about other countries and how they're doing better than us. You can't mention that their schools are better because we teach different things here. American but, exceptionalism. But the thing is, is that you can. It's not like it's not. Oh, which are, like it's not like it's separate but equal. This is an actual. This this would be something that's actually equal across the board. MSNBC couldn't just have some li have a liberal that's spewing bullshit as well, along with Fox couldn't have a conservative that's also spewing their own bullshit. They would have to at that point tell the facts. What are the facts of this situation? But who's the referee? Don't give me your, don't give me your view, and that should be the news networks. The who's news the... networks should step up and be the fucking adults in the room. Be their own referees to find themselves. Well, they should be the referee to talk to the actual people. They should actually talk to... They should be the fucking journalists that they are. But as a journalist, As a journalist, you're supposed to be seeking out the truth. And if you're not doing that, then you're just a fucking puppet. And that's most of Fox News, unfortunately. There's some... Don't get me wrong. There are some good people on Fox News that actually do try. And, you know, it, 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 it is rough. I'm sorry. And people have left Fox News, joined MSNBC, done everything else. That's understandable. Whatever. But what I'm saying is that it's regulating both sides. 
That way we can't just say bullshit. So the liberals can't get mad at the conservatives for saying which are because the liberal can said something that was a lie and the conservatives aren't telling lies either. Now we're just trying to debate the facts. So these are what the facts are. Let's debate them. This this makes me feel like uh, not Sundar. Who was the guy who was in charge of the FCC under Trump? The first one? How he made a different ruling for what is considered for what is considered acceptable practice like on on the internet and stuff and that is my issue you're saying that it's going to be based on the honor system i just said a couple minutes ago that the honor no, system doesn't the, work no i'm saying the fcc would have to do it but the fcc is run by the administration they're going to choose the, the chairman mm -hmm. of the fcc and that means that again it's going to be another institution that changes with the political wind it's not going to be consistent idealistically it would be consistent if you had some overarching authority that was not beholden to an administration perhaps that had guaranteed funding maybe then now you're talking now you're playing with fire but That's if it's just going to be regulated by an administration no it's just going to change no. that the, what's a fact is going to change for every four years no and it should it's going to be ineffective it should be its own independent, which I fact like its own independent. Uh, what was it? Uh, department where this is what their 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 entire job is just to fucking find the truth. Who's saying bullshit? Who's not? We're trying to regulate what people what 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 goes into the hearts and minds of the people, and the hearts and minds of the people should be should be hearing the fucking truth. And this is primarily going for the news networks. If the news networks are saying bullshit. Then they should be called out and said they're saying fucking lies. This is why they're getting fined. When do things become uh, truth? When there are tangible facts that can prove what you're saying. So when the beginning of the election, right? When everything was going on and they were claiming uh, uh, miscounts and all that fun stuff and fraud and all that stuff. When does it stop being true? Or when does their claims stop being true? The minute that they didn't find anything. Okay. During that whole time, are you telling me that they could be fined for spewing misinformation because at a later date it was found not true? If you, that's what I'm saying. If you knowingly said something that was untrue. Okay, so knowingly. The minute, so the minute that they said there's nothing. Knowingly. Knowingly. Because people okay. make mistakes. They're, which are, journalism all the time shifts. Sometimes information comes in, sometimes it was incorrect. How exactly can I regulate what was incorrect? But if I knowingly know the facts as a reporter, and I then tell you the opposite of those facts, there how, should be some repercussion. How do you prove they know what they know? You, they, which are, they have Nick, Nick wants numbers. Nick has numbers. They, they have databases. They have information. The news networks don't just randomly get uh, documentation in and then just throw it away and not regulate what when they got it. You can easily well, be investigated. It depends on what's on that document. Yeah. And it depends and what's, what's, on it, the, uh, what's at stake it, here. Because if there's a $2 million dollar fine on the line, I would tread the document. And I'm pretty sure another business with unscrupulous morals might think the same thing. I Yeah, so but, I think that opens up more things of people saying, well, I'm just not going to look into it too deep and I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Because I didn't knowingly say what i said i didn't have the facts I, nick trust me it's frustrating for all of us because yeah, there's the, no no one's gonna win the problem with it is is that no one wants to, nobody wants to do anything about it 
people that's, want yeah. to do, people want to do something about it, but not yeah, enough. Not, not enough. Not enough of them. Not that's enough true. Republicans that's want to move over true. to to make it more fair. That that's I feel like the issue that we that we come up against. We don't have enough people that want it to be fair because there are people that are in power. There are people who have been empowered by the system who don't want to leave that power. Why would you want to? It's I I I commend you, Nick. I honestly I appreciate your points and I I would love for them to work. I I would really love it. And maybe they will work. I don't know. I don't have the facts in front of me. I I just I I'm very cynical when it comes to to getting cooperation from enough people to actually make a difference. And because my entire adult life has been that. It's just a balance between between maybe there's some hope to God this is fucking terrible to uh uh what is that I feel it's like huh, uh this is terrible again and it doesn't it just never seems to get better and as a matter of fact not only does it not seem to get better it very obviously is getting much much worse at a very fast rate but the thing is that things do get better though it may be smaller but in but there is some instances where the political system does work. There are systems in in place that when they do work, they fucking work. Yeah, there are there are the, some in place, but there are also in, I you, I know you agree that there are a number of them that are fucking busted. Yeah, unemployment fucking broken. Yes. If anybody if anybody's ever had to call an unemployment office, good fucking luck. <laughs> Yes, if you've actually needed to use unemployment, you need to call at eight o'clock, and then keep calling until they you're on hold. One of the fifty people on hold. That's <laughs> super rough for your state, for your fucking state. Yeah. So in California, uh, where there's thirty-eight million people, and eighty percent of them are, you know, a lot of them work in restaurants and stuff. It's hard. It's it's one of, one of our people friends, that struggle. Uh, Jaren, uh, Delta monkey, Jaren. He's actually streaming right now. But uh, one thing that I did see is that he had told me there's a new service that is now available for $20. Well, they will set up a bot that will call unemployment for you. And it will rapidly keep on calling unemployment for $20. And then once unemployment is on hold, they will then forward the call to you. God damn, and, I wish I would have thought about this. That's unemployment, brilliant. And if, unemployment, and if unemployment hangs up on you, they will redial for free. <laughs> that is... I call you back. <laughs> that's a smart idea because people would use it, but at the same time, I really wish that person would have made it... I, and we'll, we'll wrap up here. I really wish that person would have made it free because these are people that are on unemployment. They don't yeah, have extra money. To they're gonna get. Spending. They're gonna get five bucks. In, uh, they're gonna get their money later. So, post take that check, baby. I I I, I understand I why you would. Welcome sell to it. America, bro. It's capitalism, baby. We need I, our bag. I feel you, Adrian. That's I feel true. you. I'm like, hey, I, like you should make it free, but also socialist. You know people will fucking you know communist motherfucker. I'm gonna send some buzzwords at you real quick and then just just to make myself sound smarter. Okay. Buzzwords? Yeah, like buzzwords. communist, socialist, 
uh, Antifa. Uh, Don't do that. Uh, fake news. Oh, look at oh, look oh, ah, buzzwords. Yeah, don't 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 do fake news. No. Don't Antifa me, bro. <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Uh, thank you, boys, for coming by, giving your opinions. I know we got a little bit hot and spicy there. Uh, maybe we can we can uh, patch our differences up over a beer over the weekend or something. You wanted this. I wanted to talk about anime. We can still talk about anime. There are many days ahead of us, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Don't we're, mind us. We're, we're just we're radicals. <laughs> All right then, that's gonna do it for <laughs> this episode of the I'm Sorry But Podcast, where Andrew has admitted to being a radical. Um, my we name all is are. Adrian, and thank you so much for coming by, Nick. Andrew, you guys want to close on something? Um, go vote. Yes, for the love mm. of God, please go vote. That's the only go, way. Go vote and go run for office. Go vote and and educate yourself. Just. Don't accept what people tell you as true. Even your authority figures. Trust but verify. Yeah, get at least three sources of information. And don't have them all be the same side. That's not a good yeah. that's not a good spread. When you like many I'm sure many of the people go to have gone to college or will go to college or are considering going to college. Um you learn this in college. You get multiple sources from multiple places to verify that you know what you're actually looking for is correct uh, it's a science thing kind of peer reviewing just you know look through different sources of information that have conflicting points of view and, and decide for yourself make your own decision you're a smart person you can do it i believe in you eighth grade eighth grade what eighth grade to answer your question nick earlier of when we would make people learn about politics Right at the end of the mandatory education process. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I had a constitutional law class when I was in eighth. And look at you. You're very educated. You know your points. You start fighting. See how good it is. At least you have some ground to stand on versus someone just saying, "Well, Donald Trump said on Twitter." I don't know. I had a, I had a, I had a education liberal, is key. I had education a liberal law. Per, I had a literal lawyer like teach us law and constitutional law. Fucking, I mean, don't sell your school because like doxing, but like, Jesus Christ, Nick. I know you've talked about this school before. It's just like <laughs> the bougiest. Yeah, I had a constitutional law professor lecturing me about grade. constitutional law For in eighth, eighth grade. grade. I had to know the justices before uh, before we graduated. The fucking Harvard prep. That's, what the that's, fuck? That's great, honestly, dude. Like Oxford. Like you can't tell me that, that you know. Getting educated is a bad idea. No, education is always a good idea. We also had a, a literature class. The same professor taught it, and she would teach uh, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Wow. It's interesting points. Interesting interesting uh, books to choose for a lawyer. I'm pretty sure that was not coincidental. Because she knew that it was going to be used in high school. I was going down an entirely different road. No, it was for it was because she knew that the the high schools were going to be using that for uh, essays, so she wanted us to read it prior, so that way when we went to high school, we didn't have to read it. Huh. Right. Not where I thought you were going with it. I not, thought it was to, to give not, a good counter argument to people who were barely reading it, you know, and just kind of give them a good perspective on it. But yeah, no, I like that. That's pretty funny. That's, that's better. I, that's better than what I was thinking. 
I'm I apologize for being as cynical as I am. Well, you are a cynical person. It's true. Follow us on social media, guys. Everything's gonna be in the description. All our things in the description. Love you guys. Have a good night. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. Clear.